Y'all, we did it. Last week, we celebrated here on the podcast our one-year anniversary or first birthday of the Joyful Eater podcast, and I am so thankful for you. I'm so thankful for this community of listeners who join me here each and every week, and you are a huge part of that process. I would not be here without you, friend. Thank you so much for being a part of this show and supporting us by listening every week. Maybe you are one of our monthly sponsors. Maybe you are in our Facebook community. However you're involved, thank you so much for being here. I have loved pouring into our Facebook community and getting to know more of our VIP podcast listeners. If you're not a VIP yet, it is absolutely free to join. You can head to brittanybraswellrd.com slash VIP. That's where I send some bonus content and just encouragement um, every Tuesday as new episodes come out. And as always, you can join us inside our Food Freedom and Body Image Support for Christian Women Facebook group if you want to connect to even more podcast-related content and community. Which brings me to this week's episode. Episode 60 is all about community. One of the biggest things I hear coming into the new year when people have goals and when people have certain, um, I'm going to, I hate to use the term new year's resolutions, because if you guys listened a couple of weeks ago, you heard me talking about what happens when we create new year's resolutions and when we have a goal, but we don't have a game plan. And so today I really just want to help you understand the value of community when it comes to reaching your goals and carrying out those game plans that you have for achieving, whether it's a big or a small milestone in your own food freedom and body image journey. So hang out with me for this episode of the podcast where I'm going to show you not just the value of community, but what you can do to find it this year. Welcome to the Joy-Filled Eater Podcast, the show that helps you cultivate a joy-filled relationship with food, your body, and Jesus. My name is Brittany Braswell, and I'm a Christ-centered registered dietitian and eating disorder recovery coach on a mission to help you break free from the bondage of food guilt and body shame so that you can start fueling your physical, mental, and spiritual health all from a place of joy. We'll be spilling the tea on all things diet culture, even in the church. Think of this as your weekly dose of nutrition and body image real talk mixed with biblical encouragement from your Southern bestie. If you love Jesus, are sick of having negative body image, and wish food didn't feel so complicated, then welcome, friend. This show is for you. So grab your coffee, get comfy, and prepare to be challenged. This is the Joyful Eater Podcast. One of the biggest lies, and I think biggest traps that the enemy tries to keep us in, is feeling like nobody else could possibly understand what we're going through. And that's why today I really want to help you understand and dig into the value that community has to offer you. So many people come to me for requests for something like a one-to-one session which is great and that can absolutely be helpful at different stages of your food freedom or body image journey. However, oftentimes the reason behind why they're seeking out one-to-one support, whether it's with me, another dietitian, a therapist, is they say something like this. I feel like I just really need to talk about this privately. And that's okay. There is there is a place for that. However, a big mistake or pitfall that a lot of people get stuck in is they just want to avoid telling other people about their struggles. They feel like, I, 
I don't know what a safe place is right now to do this. I don't have access to a community or know people going through the same struggle. And so I just really need to talk to just you, right? Just, just the professional. And again, there are places for that. And I understand that for a lot of you, you may not have a community around you right now that you're aware of where you can share your struggles and you can find people who relate. But what happens is when we don't seek that healthy, safe community out, shame is going to take over you. And you're often going to feel isolated and alone in your struggles and on your journey to food freedom and better body image. So I want to spend some time today helping you uncover some of the reasons that community is really necessary and valuable in order to experience true and lasting food freedom and better body image. The first reason for this is that scripture tells us we need it. Okay, if Jesus talks about the importance of community, then I think we need to listen. I want to read you this passage from Acts chapter 2, beginning in verse 42. And this section in my Bible actually has the subtitle called The Fellowship of the Believers. And this is how it reads. And they devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and the fellowship, to the breaking of bread and the prayers. Let me pause right there for a second. They start this passage talking about how people are getting together to eat. Is that not incredible? There are so many examples in scripture about how food is not just meant for nourishment. It's also a means of connection and community. Let me keep going. The verse continues by saying, And awe came upon every soul, and many wonders and signs were being done through the apostles, and all who believed were together and had all things in common. And they were selling their possessions and belongings and distributing the proceeds to all as any had need. And day by day, attending the temple together and breaking bread in their homes. So again, this concept of fellowship and food is mentioned together. Y'all, I feel like this maybe maybe this was a Southern Baptist thing. <laughs> you know, I grew I grew up in the Southern Baptist um, in a Southern Baptist church, and every time we got together, there was food. So this just this passage. I don't I don't know if y'all ever read scripture, and it just makes you giggle. But I just read that, and I think about the churches that I was in growing up and all of the sweet ladies in the church bringing like casseroles and homemade bread and desserts and all the things. Um, okay. And the verse continues by saying they received their food with glad and generous hearts. Wow. Doesn't that sound incredible? Receive, receiving your food with gladness, having peace, being generous in, you know, sounds like bringing and contributing. And it says, and praising God and having favor with all the people. And the Lord added to their number day by day, those who were being saved. So this passage in Acts is talking about this community, these believers that come together. They are having meals together. They are making sure that everyone's needs are met. Um, they're sharing the word together. They're encouraging one another. And this is such an important, such an important connection to make that like getting together with other believers, especially, and you can do this outside of only believers. I'm not saying we should only have like click groups of other Christians. Okay. That's not what I mean, but there's something deeper when you get into a community and you have that foundation of Christ at the center of it. So many needs that can be met and so many ways for you to help others meet those needs as well. We see this example again in a verse that you're probably familiar with from Ecclesiastes chapter four, verse 12 where it says, and though a man might prevail against one who is alone, two will withstand him. A threefold cord is not quickly broken. 
Another translation reads, a cord of three strands is not easily broken. I love this as well because, y'all, I have a couple of friends from college um, that we're all still really close. Anytime we get together, it's like time hasn't even passed. We can catch up on where we are. um, and, And it's just like back in the old days. I also have a group right now of sweet friends who are moms, right? Both of them, we've got a group of three of us that get on a call together once a month and we send boxer messages back and forth, like almost on a daily basis. Um, We all are married. Our husbands are involved in ministry in some way. um, And it just gives us this opportunity to talk about so many different things in our life where maybe the enemy is trying to come up against us or we, we feel like we're being attacked. However, when you're in these kinds of communities, it helps you to know that you're not alone, even when sometimes it might feel that way. It becomes so much easier and a more efficient fight against the enemy when you can prove, hey, you might be trying to make me feel alone and isolated, but I know I'm not the only one going through this. We see the importance, again, of community and scripture telling us that we need it um, in Proverbs chapter 27, verse 17. And you've probably, most of you have probably heard this verse that says, as iron sharpens iron, so one person sharpens another. But I want you to really dig into this for a second, because it's really easy to pass over the Proverbs. The Proverbs sometimes can read like fortune cookies, right? If you go through and read a passage in Proverbs, it's not always so much a, a storytelling type of um, type of reading experience. They're all like little bits of wisdom that we can use to help help us learn how to make wise choices and learn different concepts. And so this concept of iron sharpening iron Think about that from a literal standpoint just for a second. This is not a pleasant process. If you get two pieces of iron and you rub them together to sharpen them, sparks are going to fly. It's not going to sound pretty. It's going to be a rough process, right? But it is useful for making the iron higher quality and able to fulfill its purpose more effectively. Think about that for just a second. When we think about iron sharpening iron and one person sharpening another, when you're in, you've got to have community for that. You've got to be able to reveal the rough edges of your life. You've got to reveal like what's underneath, what's actually going on. Take the mask off and be able to say, hey, here's what's actually happening. Here's what my marriage actually looks like. Here's what my relationship with food actually looks like. Here's what motherhood feels like, or here's what I'm going through at work. Here's what is, here's the thoughts that have been overtaking me lately. That's not always a pleasant process. Sparks might fly. You might not always have agreement and you might have somebody that needs to call you up and call you out because part of what we get in this, and I'll dive into this more in a minute, is accountability. We get encouragement, and that is extremely helpful and important. We'll talk more about that. But you also get accountability. You've got to have people. Being in community gives you that potential to have people to have the hard conversations with that can that can point things out in yourself maybe that you don't see, that gives you a chance to say, or that gives them a chance to say, hey, I love you too much to let you stay here. That sounds a little bit like Jesus, doesn't it? <laughs> All right. Um, so we looked at a few different a few different places where scripture tells us that we really need community. 
But there are also a ton of benefits to being in community, especially something that I really enjoy is being in close community with other Christian women. Now, again, Jesus gives us these examples throughout scripture. Jesus loves on everybody. But you notice he's got different layers of friendships here. He's got his three, like, inner circle, inner circle guys within the 12 disciples, uh, Peter, James, and John. And then that expands to, again, still this close-knit group of people. He's got these 12 disciples, obviously along with, like, his mom, his family. But then beyond that, he still has connection and relationship with people of all faiths, maybe who know who he is, maybe who don't, maybe who have no relationship with God at all. And so there's no discrimination there. He he shows love and um, connection, like he seeks that with everyone. But those people he spends the most time with and that he pours into and that are there for him to give him that support and accountability, that's a smaller group of people. And there's something so special. And I, I said this a few minutes ago, but if you didn't hear me, like come back to it for just a second. If you take nothing else away from this, please hear me when I say there is something so beneficial and valuable and necessary to having a small, close-knit group of people who love the Lord alongside you, who can help you to grow in your faith and who you can also pour into. So, As far as some of those benefits of being a community, being in that especially close community with other Christian women, number one, I already said this, connection. It's so important to have someone else who you know just gets it, right? I hear that so often um, in sessions with one-to-one clients who say like, Brittany, I just, I don't know anybody else who struggles with this. I just need somebody who gets it. We all need that, okay? And when you're in community, in order to find that community, let me say it this way, it's going to require intentionality and commitment to make it happen. I don't know about you guys, but as you know, a high school, especially as a college student, it was so easy to meet people. There were so many different opportunities in college, different events to go to or organizations to get involved in, or, I mean, living on campus, I had roommates and I had suite mates and I had, you know, people that lived on my floor that I saw all the time going in and out. I saw people, you know, in my classes, um, so many different things. But as an adult, if you are out of the college stage, um, sometimes that's harder depending on the environment you work in, depending on other things you have going on in your life. When you're at work, it might primarily be conversation just around what you do or getting a project done. Um, You may not have a lot of time for connection and cultivating relationships. But when it comes to intentionality and commitment, I want to ask you a a serious question. I want to know and I want you to think about, are you afraid of one or maybe even both of these? Because it takes, again, intentionality takes work. And anytime we're in relationship there, yes, there's risk of getting hurt. But there's also this beautiful potential for connection. And maybe commitment is something you're afraid of. Maybe you're afraid, maybe you've been in relationships before where um, a friend hurt you. And you're like, nope, I'm, I'm not getting closer. I've got these walls built up now that are keeping me safe. But when you build up those walls, you're also keeping people out. So ask yourself that question. If you have really been struggling getting connected to others, it may be because you've got some walls built 
or because you know if you struggle, if you ever struggle with control, right? <laughs> if if control is something that you feel like you needed, you need a lot of, that can be a huge barrier sometimes to making those genuine connections because we know we can't control another person. We can't control their thoughts. We can't control their words or their actions. And that can be really scary to say, hey, I'm going to intentionally try to build this relationship and commit to this friendship knowing that I, I can't control the other person. So pray into that if that's something that you connect with or feel like you might be struggling with. Um, Hebrews chapter 10 verses 24 and 25, I think speak, speak to this so well and this need for intentionality and commitment. It says, and let us consider how to stir up one another to love and good works, not neglecting to meet together as is the habit of some, but encouraging one another and all the more as you see the day drawing near. I don't know about you, but that verse has been really convicting to me. Not neglecting to meet together, that's one statement, right? Like that's telling us don't, don't avoid, like don't neglect this aspect of your life. I know you have a busy schedule, but make it a priority to meet together. But then they add this other little phrase onto here that says, as is the habit of some. And to me, just seeing that extra phrase set apart means this is happening. It's easy to happen. People are already doing it but don't let that be you. Yes, it takes commitment. Yes, it takes intentionality. We have two young children um, about to have our third and it's, it absolutely requires some planning. I am not as spontaneous as I used to be from, not that I don't want to be, but it's just not realistic for me to just, um, for someone to call me up and me to say like, yes, let me drop everything I'm doing. We have no family in town. Um, Nobody that is real close by that I can just say, Hey, I'm going to run. I need to run a quick errand or I'm going to go grab some coffee with someone. Could my kids come over and play at your house or could, you know, you come over or your daughter come over and hang out with my kids for a little while. It's not that easy, right? You got to, for us, we got to have childcare. We got to have either my husband's got to be here or we have to have somebody else available. And so it does take planning. And for me, If I'm talking to someone, I don't know if you ever do this, but I'm so bad about I'll be having a conversation with someone either in person or via text message or whatever it is. And we'll say something like, oh, we should really get together. Who else? (laughs) Raise your hand. I'm just visualizing like so many of you doing this. Raise your hand if you're like, oh, yeah, I do that all the time. And then it never happens. And then every time you see that person, oh, my goodness, we should get together. We should do something. And then it doesn't happen. So I have learned for my own sake, when these kind of things, when these situations come up, I'm going to take the initiative to say, well, let's get something on the calendar. Because for me, that is how I hold integrity. If it's on my calendar, it is going to happen unless an act of God keeps it, right? If something gets in the way that is totally out of my control, I'm going to, I'm going to keep that meeting. And so if I say, Hey, well, what is, you know, what does your schedule look like in three weeks, like three weeks from now or two weeks from now, right? It's not usually, okay, what are you doing tomorrow? Maybe sometimes that's possible, but for me, it's more likely that, hey, if I can plan it at least a week or two out in advance, then I can make sure um, that timing is going to work out and that, you know, my husband's at the house or that the kids are still in school or whatever it might be. Okay, let me move on. Connection, again, huge, huge benefit but it takes that intentionality and commitment to make it happen. 
Another benefit of being in community, especially with other Christian women, is accountability. And accountability is different than support. Okay, so the way that I would define accountability is it's this quality or state of being accountable, right? Or accepting responsibility for one's actions. Ouch. Does that hurt hearing that? Accepting responsibility for our actions. This is what the real problem is. We don't want to accept that responsibility for ourselves. So often we don't want the accountability because that means, hey, if somebody is committing to hold me accountable, they're going to check in and see if I held myself in integrity, if I did what I was going to say, if I did what I said I was going to do, or if I refrained from doing this thing that I said I was committing to not do. And that responsibility can feel really scary. It can feel like a burden sometimes. And the enemy is going to be sure of that. He, that's, that's why so often we don't want that accountability. We're going to do whatever we can at all costs to avoid being held accountable because that means I've got to be held responsible. And if I, um, if something doesn't turn out the way that I planned for it, right? If the goal or the commitment or whatever it was that I had fell through, I don't want to have to tell somebody else that because it feels like fill in the blank there, failure, right? It feels like failure or it feels like a letdown or a disappointment. But it's not failure when we fall through with something. When we have that accountability, it gives us the opportunity to reevaluate what would ha- what happened. Like what are those motivators or those things that helped you to grow? And then what are those barriers that came up? Was there a, a point where you were just feeling really vulnerable and the perfect trigger hit at the perfect time? It's not to make excuses for these things that happen, but if we don't have someone holding us accountable, then chances are that thing that happened that caused us to maybe fall back into an unhealthy behavior or action is likely going to happen again. So we need that healthy and safe accountability. The other thing, and I mentioned I mentioned this a second ago, but it's different, is we need that encouragement or support. Okay, so your support person or someone who's giving you encouragement is kind of like your cheerleader. They're the person that's in your corner, that is rooting you on, that wants to do anything and everything that they can to help you. And that's different than your accountability person or people, right? Hopefully in a community, you have more than one person who's able to hold you accountable. The person holding you accountable is going to, you've got to be okay with them kind of calling you out on things and pointing, pointing out some of the hard stuff. Whereas you also need this side of encouragement and support. Galatians chapter six, verse two speaks to this, where it says, carry each other's burdens. And in this way, you will fulfill the law of Christ. Now, when I read that, the way I read it is, hey, this gives me an opportunity. When I am in community, not only do I get encouragement and support, but it also gives me an opportunity to help carry those things for other people as well and to help um, get some fulfillment in that, right? We're fulfilling the law of Christ. We are helping one another out. We also, with encouragement and support, we know that in a community, we're going to have different struggles and different strengths within the body of Christ. I won't go through and read the whole passage on the body of Christ, but to summarize it, essentially everybody has a role to play. When you think about the body, you're, you may think like, if I say, hey, what are the parts of your body that you tend to notice or use most often, like on a daily basis, right? You're probably using your eyes to, <laughs> to look at what you're doing. Um, 
if you have poor eyesight, maybe you rely a lot more on, um, on touch or on what you're hearing. If you're listening to this podcast, then I'm assuming you have some level of hearing, even if it's a little less, um, crisp than what you like. Right. But we all have these different parts of our bodies and my hands, I see almost all the time. I use them to type. I use them to drive. I use them to pick up my children. I use them to prepare food, but my hands serve a totally different purpose than my lungs, which serves a totally different purpose than my feet and my stomach and my kneecaps and my, all the small little bones and cartilages and things all throughout my spine. Every part of our body is there for a reason. And just like that within the body of Christ, we all have different strengths and different struggles. There's no way my hands can do what my stomach does. And there's no way that my feet can do the same thing that my brain does. And that doesn't make my feet weak going, okay, well, you can't process information. It's not built for that. That's not its primary purpose. And so when we have what we would consider a struggle or a failure or a weakness, that may not actually be the case. It may mean that that is either there are areas that we can grow in and develop, but there's also skills and strengths that we were meant to allow others to pour into us in order to be a blessing. And there are strengths that you have that you can pour into other people when they're struggling. So we need that encouragement and support and being in healthy community can absolutely be a fantastic way to have that. And then the last one that I will touch on today, which is last but not least, um, and I've already just kind of alluded to this in the previous one, is these opportunities to serve one another with our strengths. There's opportunities for something that I love is mentorship. I love being able to pour into other people. I have some interns and students that work for me um, or work with me. I have had opportunities to pour into small groups of college students, and it's it's very rewarding just to be able to say, hey, I don't know it all, but if I've been there or if I have knowledge of something, I would love to help you cultivate that or give you some encouragement in this area or give you some advice or tell you like, hey, here's what happened when I did this. There's also opportunities to be mentored. If you were in a a community of Christian women, you're all going to have hopefully different life stages and different experiences that you've been through. I love being able to connect with other moms and women in a similar life stage, but I also love being able to hear from people who are in different life stages. Maybe like for me at our church, um, our kind of Sunday morning community group class has people that are in our same life stage. And then we also have people who have been married for five or 10 or 20 years longer than us and might have kids in high school or college or that already have kids of their own. And I love being able to hear their stories and their experiences with different things that I haven't been through yet. And so you get opportunity to mentor others. So serving one another in that way and also it gives you an opportunity. It's actually serving someone else too when you allow them to pour into you and to give you that encouragement. Another thing that you get when it comes to serving one another um, is cultivating these relationships, these like prayer warriors or prayer partners. Um, There's something so powerful about knowing someone is praying for you and to be able to say, hey, how can I specifically pray for you today? And again, this is where sometimes that um, accountability or that support comes in. It's where that connection, this kind of brings everything together in prayer when you can say, hey, 
tell me what's actually going on and how I can specifically pray for you today. It's really easy just to say, hey, will you just be praying for me or pray for my marriage or pray for my business or pray for my food freedom journey? That's fine. But what happens when you're really connected with someone? You feel safe, you have that support, and you can say, hey, look, I struggled with XYZ behavior this week. This thing came up. It really triggered me. I didn't have anyone close by to ask for support from at the moment, and this this behavior took over. Will you please pray for me on how to, you know, how to combat that moving forward? Get to the nitty gritties. Okay. This is something that really only becomes possible when you have close relationships that feel safe. And if you're listening to this and you're saying, but Brittany, I have, I don't, I don't live in a place where I even know of those kind of opportunities. Where am I supposed to get involved in a group that feels safe without feeling like I just have to tell everybody my life story all the time? Well, I would love right now, we are in a season where we are opening up the doors to the Joy-Filled Food Freedom Society. And this is our brand new Christ-centered membership for uh, for Christian women, really like ages 18 and up. So if you are um, out of high school, if you're in college and or older, um, and you really want that close-knit group of Christian women to do life with, to to be able to connect with um, in a lot of different ways. You guys can see all the, the, the different ways you can connect with women, but I'll, I'll kind of go over them too, just to help you understand what's possible, what becomes possible when you go for that intentionality and commitment. Okay. So let me go through that here in just a second, but just to give a quick recap, um, if the Food Freedom Society or looking for community is not something you're interested in right now, let me at least give you a recap Um, just so that you have something you can go away from this episode, meditating on in scripture, praying through and talking to the Lord about. So recap, number one reason, the first reason we need to be in community and that it's valuable is that scripture calls us to it. Scripture calls us to be in community with other believers. Number two, it provides opportunity for connection. Number three, it gives us opportunities for accountability Number four, it provides a safe place for encouragement and support. And number five, it makes a way to serve others as well as to be poured into. So if any of these things are, if there's even one of these five that sticks out to you, I want to challenge and encourage you to go today to look for some community. And right now, if he, if the Lord is just kind of speaking to your heart and you go, Hey God, I've been looking for community for a while. I just didn't know where to go. And I really want to get intentional. I want to take this seriously. Then again, I would love to invite you to join us inside at the Joy-Filled Food Freedom Society. This is our monthly membership where you can join just a month at a time without any further commitment, or you can join us for six months at a time and save save a little bit of extra money there. Um, But this is an opportunity where you get access to 24-7 community support. So everyone has access to um, several different sections within our community. And this is, let me just start by saying, this is not on a Facebook group. This is not on social media of any sort. This is totally off social media. So Facebook, Instagram or not, you can absolutely join us here. This is a closed private membership that is hosted inside of my own personal website and client portal. And it's a place where you can connect with other women 
And there are several sections inside of the membership portal where you can post about, hey, here's what I'm struggling with right now. Here's where I need some accountability. Here's a scripture that I read in my quiet time today that I wanted to share as a means of that encouragement and support. Or, hey, I've been through this. I'd love to share my story with you if you need some encouragement. It gives us opportunities to hit on all of these different areas that provide community with so much value. You also get a once a month um, like live coaching call with me where I'm also going to be doing a couple of hot seats uh, each time. So a hot seat is essentially if you have a specific struggle that you want to talk through with kind of just personally with me on the call, um, we'll have five to 10 minutes per hot seat and you'll I'm never going to just like call someone out and pull them up, but it gives you an opportunity to say, hey, I have a hot seat topic I'd love to talk about this week. And we'll pull a couple per call and just work through the logistics of whatever you're struggling with and make sure that you have a plan of action to go to battle against the enemy and attack it. It's also going to be the time where you can just drop your questions, your encouragement in you know, in the chat box or out loud, out loud at the beginning of the call. And I'm going to go through and answer as many questions as possible every single week. These are every single month. Um, these will be 60 to 90 minute calls. Um, and then we're also going to have every month, you'll also get access to either a live or on demand guest expert presentation. So I've got some therapists lined up, some people who are already in recovery that want to share their story and bits of encouragement with you. We have some strength coaches and trainers that provide joyful movement um, related content that is going to not be body image triggering or weight or body composition triggering that love the Lord. Um, It's just going to be, it's a fantastic way to bring in people who have a different set of knowledge and skills than I do that can continue to pour into you on your journey to food freedom and better body image. And if that's not enough, the bonus that you get with this, the biggest bonus you get when you join us inside the Joy-Filled Food Freedom Society is you get totally free access to our Joy-Filled Eater course curriculum for as long as you are in membership. Now, if you join us for six months at a time, your bonus is you get lifetime access to it. So regardless of whether you stay in it six months or a year or longer, you get lifetime access to the course. But as soon as you join, regardless of whether you are there monthly or for six months or more at a time, you get access to start going through some of that course content. So every every couple of weeks, you'll get a new module for you to dive into watch the video trainings, get the hands-on implementation tools, the bonus resources, and have a chance to implement it. And then you can come on the calls and ask questions. It's a fantastic way to grow both from an educational standpoint, but also from a relationship building standpoint inside the community. We're going to have smaller pods where you can, um, I've got it set up where you're going to be able to find smaller groups of people that you specifically want to connect with and that you can relate to on your own freedom, food freedom journey. So I'm so, so excited to open this up to the public. We had, um, we, we opened it up a little more privately around the Thanksgiving, um, Thanksgiving week timeframe, but now we're opening it back up to you. So I would love, love, love to see you inside the Joyful Food Freedom Society. And if you're in a place right now where you just say, hey, I, I don't know if I'm ready for that connection yet, but I still want to learn. I still want to be encouraged. Or maybe you're working with a therapist or dietitian who's not a Christian, or y'all don't bring that work into your conversation. You can absolutely check out the Joyful Eater 
self-paced course curriculum. It is a fantastic um, complement to doing therapy or working one-on-one with a dietitian to bring in that Christ-centered component and to help you find freedom from disordered eating, negative body image, and so many things in between. Thank you guys again so much for joining me this week on the podcast. I hope you will go into this week looking for ways to start cultivating more community. Maybe take what you heard today, take it to the Lord in prayer and say, hey God, where where should I start with this? Maybe it is the Joyful Food Freedom Society, but maybe it's somewhere else too. If you have no idea, DM me over on Instagram at Brittany Braswell RD, and I would love to see if I can point you in the right direction for where you are in your journey right now. So thank you again for being here with me this week. I will see you back again here next week for episode 61. And until then, friends, may you be filled with joy and abound in hope. Do you feel encouraged or inspired to take your next steps toward food and body freedom after listening to today's episode? If so, would you take 30 seconds to leave the show a rating and review on Apple Podcasts? It's the absolute best way to support the show and share what you're loving about it so that we can continue to spread the word and serve you with even more incredible topics and special guests. If you want even more free support on your food freedom and body image journey, then make sure you get on our VIP list right now. As a VIP insider, you'll get bonus podcast content from me every Tuesday to help you press forward on your food freedom journey. And you'll have the opportunity to submit requests for the topics and guests you want to hear from on the show. To get on that list right now, just head to BrittanyBraswellRD.com slash VIP or find the link in today's show notes. And lastly, if you're tired of trying to Google your way to better body image or food freedom, I have something for you. We have a course suite that can help you take your next steps. So whether you're looking for a Christ-centered approach to overcoming disordered eating, wanting to improve your body image without all the worldly affirmations and self-esteem myths, or you just need a little guidance to boost the nutritional value of your meals and snacks at home, I've got you covered, friend. Head to BrittanyBraswellRD.com slash DIY to check out our signature courses and find the one that best fits what you need right now. Thanks again for spending your time with me today. I'll see you next time on the Joyful Eater Podcast.